wanna take my horse to the old town road. I wanna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back. Yeah. Horse stock is attached. Yeah. Had his Maddie back. Yeah. And I forgot the rest of <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Hello, my friends. How are you guys doing? today hello my friends <laughs> all right well <laughs> today is a special day um man it is very very difficult to get into um well we have another guest episode today uh just to tell you all that to get things started mm -hmm. um before we move on i must say my infamous saying episode 13 baby let's you're gonna do it with me get it let's, let's go. go let's go all right um all right well Today we're recording on uh, January 19th, which is the day after Martin Luther King's birthday. So before we introduce our guest, I did want to say a little bit about that. Um, first, I'll let Emery start off if you have anything to say. Um, Martin Luther King Jr., he is the reason that we're able to do this podcast today. He's the, uh, he's the reason why we're able to be Americans and actually just be here around each other and celebrate black excellence. Absolutely. So, Everything that we have can be attributed to him, and he should be paid due respect for that. Absolutely. Uh, a man such as him uh, is truly inspiring. It's truly inspiring to see one singular human have an effect on so many other humans. And it's this type of man that I aspire to be. Um, and I may do it in a different way. I love doing it through science. But at the end of the day, it goes down to just connecting people. And that's what he ultimately did. He inspired so many people to blaze the trail. And now we're able to have things such as podcasts. And the, the world is so much more inclusive today now know, that we had them. Me and Caleb, we always talk about in the podcast how you have to make your dreams become reality. And Caleb, what was the name of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King's iconic speech? I have a dream. And right. you know what he did? He made that a reality, not for him, but for us. A master of manifestation. That's just beautiful. Absolutely. But, no right. paying respect. You already know what time it is. Let's get Let's welcome our guest started. in here. We are yes. Go. Yes, sir. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What's good, y'all, boys? We spacing things out a little bit. Hey, right. don't forget about Malcolm X. Marcus Garvey, it's underrated people with the black movement, man. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, well, uh, introduce yourself, man. What's your name? I'm John. Uh, I'm just a normal guy. Yeah. At the end of the day, nothing special. People like me, people hate me, but let's see what I can bring to the podcast. Yeah, man, All absolutely. Right. Let's uh, get it. So, as we ask every guest, or as I ask every guest before they come in and, you know, say their stuff, who are you? I'm just human try and be the best guy can be just be better every single day and just leave a lasting impact on everybody that i come across and everybody i encounter mm. i like that powerful powerful stuff he's john yeah i'm right. him he's john all right, man john baby all right that's uh, john for you baby all right let's go is there any other pleasantries we can do or are we getting right into it like i said before I think it's pleasant enough just listening to our voices. So let's get it on. All right, man. Freaky. Let's go. All right. So, uh, wow. <laughs> um, so last week, uh, I was a little upset. Well, wait. Last week, 
what we did upload it on Sunday, so yeah, I don't know. Anyway, last episode, I was a little upset because um, although the storming of the Capitol was very significant, we do usually start episodes with uh, my beloved science topics. So this week on episode thirteen, we're starting with science, baby. Let's go. So, not many people have heard about this, um, and I'm not exactly sure on how to pronounce this. Uh, uh, this object, but it's called um, Amuamua, okay? And this um, theoretical physicist from Harvard named Avi Loeb, he just put out a book basically about his theory about how this Amuamua is, an alien, is alien tech from another star system. Um, so I first came across this when he uh, appeared on Joe Rogan podcast and the Lex Friedman podcast, and he's just touring around. He's been just basically putting out his theory. So let me explain... The I guess just the abstract nature of Oumuamua. So, for one, everybody should know about gravity. Okay, gravity is one of the fundamental forces that bring all of our reality and all of our universe Isaac together. Isaac Newton. Um, yes, partly Isaac Newton, and then um, Albert Einstein later on with his general theory, general theory of relativity in 1915, basically showing us what gravity truly is. Um, you can picture gravity as more of a curvature of space time. Right. Mm -hmm. So in this space time curvature, massive objects such as stars are able to keep all of these smaller objects in its pull. Okay, so things such as asteroids and comets or just anything like space rocks, anything. It's all within this huge stars pull. So in on October 9th, 2017, that's when we first saw or observed a Muamua. The thing is. It was an inter it was an interstellar object. It was not mm -hmm. from our solar system. So that was the first sort of weird thing because it's very unlikely we, we get things that are not in our solar system. Just because uh, a star's gravitational pull is so massive that it's just things don't ex escape it right yeah. without any sort of propelling factor. All right. So um, just to characterize it a little bit, it's about four hundred meters long. Um, and it's about 10 times longer than it is wide. So that already, that's unlike any of the uh, asteroids yeah, that we have seen. Aspect ratio. Right. So, the uh, yeah, the aspect ratio is way different than almost anything we've ever seen. So, right? like, to put it in perspective, that means, like, outside of our solar system, something like that has um, characteristics comparable to a star possibly force this muamua to, into our well, so, right, it could have been, no, it's, the characteristics, I guess, uh, supersede what a, a star would have done. Oh, okay. So, mm -hmm. the, we, already, we already measured what the possible velocity that it would be traveling at if a star pushed it towards us. But what we ended up noticing was that it had um, a non-gravitational acceleration, excess push, right? Um, in this excess push is what it made us really start thinking, okay, this thing is weird. Mm -hmm. um, so people are like, okay, if it's not an asteroid, it's a comet. Mm -hmm. One thing you know about comets, one thing everybody knows about comets is the stream. It's when it's moving, yeah, when it's uh, when the ice is burnt by the, the sun or whatever light rays, it sublimates and it turns right into gas and then it's propelled by the stream, right? There was no stream. There was no comet stream. So... so we found that this op th there's this object, okay, 400 meters long. Mm -hmm. 
It's not an asteroid. No. There's no comet stream. Uh -huh. There's non-gravitational acceleration. What is this object? So I I'm think thinking it could be one of two things. Sure. Either some force of reality that we haven't yet to okay. be able to measure. Mm -hmm. Like something like gravity, but not like gravity since okay. we don't know what it is. Right. Or some alien entity that sent it here. Absolutely. And that second uh, sentiment that you were talking about is what Avi Loeb, the Harvard theoretical physicist, basically put forth. Um, so, there, I have to characterize this even more before we go on. So, another characteristic about Muamua is that its brightness changed by a factor of 10 um, every so often, and that it spun on its axis once every 7.3 hours. So it started just, you know, acting pretty weird, mm -hmm. unlike any other entity that we've already measured in the uh, in space so far in our own solar system. So the only way we could have accounted for this light, this excess light, was okay. Avi Loeb thought maybe it's being propelled by light sail technology. I'm not sure if you are familiar with light sail technology, oh. but it's basically think of it this way you have a spaceship but instead of using rocket fuel you use light and the light basically pushes it mm -hmm. um so the reflective light um pushes and it accelerates uh the object forth light this, coming from the sun yeah coming from the sun right. um many people That's have theorized efficient. this right so and yeah it's very efficient because you don't have to use rocket fuel right. so it's faster the <laughs> fact that the fact that we thought about this light sail technology, we related it to the non-gravitational acceleration. So this excess push must be from light sail technology. And there's so much more about Amuamua, but I'm really trying to get it into three minutes of explanation. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, it's just absolutely crazy what we have seen. Last thing we have saw, we have seen that using, I guess, some type of mathematical uh, analyzation, we've seen that this artifact or this body has been traveling for hundreds of millions of years. Mm. You've seen that has been traveling for hundreds of millions of years. It's outside of our solar system. So all of these factors factor in that this thing looks to be alien tech. It looks so to be alien hundreds tech. of millions of years and so it just happens to land in our atmosphere. Our solar system. Our solar oh, well, system. Yeah, so it's, it's just... It, I'm not exactly how I'm not exactly sure how close it was, but it, it was within our observable range, and it was inside our solar system. Mm. Right. So, but the the crazy part is, our solar system is just a blip in the time period of whatever this thing is. Absolutely, absolutely, and yes. we're, for one, we're a blip amongst the range of the entire universe. And I'm gonna get Co that correct. I'm gonna get correct. to that in a little bit and yes exactly um about if this thing was traveling for 100 millions of years well we only thought about alien species coming for way less than hundreds of millions of years right. so so it, it supersedes the the history of humankind absolutely absolutely right and i mean for another i said this in episodes before when we talk about finding aliens if we go out and find them it is more than likely that we are more advanced than them if some other alien civilization reaches us, that's not good. The likelihood is that they are way more advanced than we are. Yeah. Um, and it, it brings me to wonder, why haven't they spoken to us? Mm. Well, this is where conspiracy theory comes in, and you've heard a lot about. Uh, I think 
I heard the other day President Trump was about to put out that we have seen extraterrestrial life. People have been coming forth and saying that we have talked to extraterrestrial extraterrestrial life. Um, an Israeli uh, politician or something, I forgot what he does, but he said that there's a galactic empire and they have a conference under an underground Mars. I'm not what? so sure about that. That's kind of... <laughs> see, that that's what makes me go away from this sort of thing because... Why would there be in a galactic empire? Why would they be meeting in Mars of all planets? For one, Mars is... If you're going to meet anywhere, meet on Earth. Earth is the Goldilocks zone. Uh, it's good here on Mars. It's kind of... It's very arid and nasty. And I don't know why they would meet there. Anyway, I've been a skeptic for a long time. But I am starting to truly believe that we have come in contact. I, I, I believe it's likely that Amuamua is extra or alien tech just because of its 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 weirdness and i do believe that we may have come in contact with aliens before and it's i believe it's certainly plausible now at first i just completely ruled it out um but that's when i have more faith in the government and like the powers that be that govern us that's mistake number one right and also it was it came from fear because I like to believe that I have access to all the knowledge and I just have to go out and get it. But to, for things to be held away from me, I don't necessarily like that. But then I thought about, well, if they just told us, okay, we have found alien life, what would happen? So before I say, before I say what I think would happen, what do you guys think would happen if the governments just came out and said, okay, we have come in contact with alien life? That would definitely incite a mass panic. Because it's um, the unknown. The, the purpose of conspiracy theories is to, you know, try to get knowledge on what you don't understand right. mm-hmm. and throw it out like, like some far out suggestions of what reality could actually be. But if we do know reality, then and a reality that's like been speculated on for hundreds of years and has finally come out to light, um, nobody's gonna take that like just lying down. I Absolutely. feel like everybody's going to be scared and they're going to, you know, throw out more outlandish theories that mm-hmm. would pro- possibly just like, you know, hurt us in the longer run. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't know if humans ready for that. What about you, John? What do you think? Hey, man. Trump has one more day in office. There's a lot of things that he could declassify. Uh-huh. And a lot of things that the the American government is probably hiding from the from the people. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's being held from us, if not even making a, a strong decision for either or. But if there is extraterrestrial life, alien life, whatever you want to call it, I think it is being held from us for the, the greater good, for right. public safety. Just because just the, the public perception behind aliens is you, we have like movies on alien war, yeah. stuff like that. It's just right. scary because what if they are more advanced than us? What if they do want world not even world universal solar system domination however the however grand the scope of it right and if their logic is anywhere near comparable to humans then they would like to dominate right you know because i know if we find any alien planet or species we'll be after their tech right sustain ourselves so you you know you think you think aliens have have imperialistic I think it's just as likely that they have imperialistic tendencies that they do not. not. Or perhaps they're more advanced because they do not. Right, because they don't need it. Um, Now, 
just gosh my mind is racing right now because there's so many there's so many angles to this but one thing you guys did not bring up is the religious aspect right um that was something that was going to be something i was going to touch on is that you know god created the heavens and the earth right you can talk about no aliens for the the bible there is no mention of extraterrestrial life other than angels but you wouldn't consider consider an alien an angel. Right. Those are right. two different things. Agent, angels are human-like. They take in the form of humans or perhaps, animals. Perhaps these other civilizations have Bibles of their own. Right. And here's the thing. Right. Per, so before we go into the likelihood of a deity, but for people that aren't as malleable in their religion as others— uh, an appearance of an alien species, wouldn't that cause mass hysteria? Wouldn't people start going crazy just because... It would, it would cast some doubt on the, right. the faith you believe in, whether it, it be... a lot of doubt. A lot of doubt. And wouldn't wouldn't a lot of people just not be able to live with that and do crazy things? Do you believe Dude. so? I'm sure a lot of... Like extremists. Yeah. I don't want to say yeah. extremists. So like, what, is, what if the aliens have the same of, God as us? It, well, yeah. Well, here's yeah, but here's the thing. Okay, so when you talk about Christianity and Christ, you know, dying for people's sins, wouldn't there have to be infinite Christs among, or not infinite, but a, a, a high number of Christs among many different species, amongst many different star systems? So like, I'm saying well, there could be know, like an alternate to relate it to the Bible. We do know that um, God appears in various forms. Absolutely. So right. perhaps these various forms come across various species. Right. So I believe that reality. It's certainly likely if um, God manifests Himself in in our realm that He would be able to, I guess, place Himself across the entire cosmos. Correct. Because I believe that. But that that just I don't know it. A lot of people don't think that analytically, that mathematically, and like I said, a lot of people aren't as malleable. So I don't know. Like, just whenever something shocking happens, like even the George Floyd thing that you, like you said, um, extremists come out. I feel like a lot of people will even take take this as an excuse to just raise hell. Uh, it just excuse me. It all comes <laughs> down to how strong your faith is. Right. I mean, I don't. I don't know. If something as shocking as alien life comes out, I think you'd have some pretty strong faith mm-hmm. to have to not be shocked by that. Uh-huh. But there could be some way where alien life, life outside of Earth, does connect back into the into the the Christian God or yeah. whatever God someone may believe in. It does make sense and because oh, there would have to be some type of salvation mm-hmm. for the the alien species, whatever life form there is. Because Christians do believe in the universal salvation. They do believe that any anyone is worthy of forgiveness okay. and able to be saved and go to heaven. Mm, right. So. And, you know, as far away as these aliens might be outside our uh, galaxy, outside our Milky Way, mm-hmm. it's still in the same reality. So, right. you know, it would be plausible. But if we go into alternate realities, then oh, well, maybe yeah, it's kind of iffy. and well, okay, and I mean, I've brought up many worlds plenty of times, but um, and I always try to relate everything back to the infinite universes. But um, I've been a believer in the likelihood of aliens for a long time now, 
Um, and one thing, and Neil deGrasse Tyson says this is the thought that keeps him up at night. And I've brought this up on the podcast before, but the fact that our entire reality is a neural projection, um, mm-hmm. that scares me in regard to aliens. Because we have our five senses, but I start to think, what if these alien species have either more senses or more advanced senses than ours? We, now we wouldn't be able to process their senses because we don't have the capability. Absolutely, beyond our five senses. Uh-huh. Absolutely, but they would basically, if they have something beyond our five senses, they would be able to manipulate manipulate us in a way that. We, won't we possibly to... could be moving in there. We could be moving through their actions right now. Yeah, we uh-huh. could we could be just freaking two babies right now, believing that we're in reality. At the same time, they're just simulating our reality. Mm. So they could right now be manipulating us. The the possibilities are infinite. But I always related to this: we see the world in a certain frames per second. We hear in a, a, a at a certain speed. If they're able to perceive the world in like. I guess two times our frames per second, they would be like, okay, why are these uh, monkeys moving so slow? Mm-hmm. It's certain things like that. It's kind of racist. <laughs> um, it's certain things like that that is it's a little fearful. And, you know, as hum- as humans, most of us like to believe that we dominate the universe. I mean, that's it's, why... It's our natural sense of superiority. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So uh, that's a little weird. But... I also know about our the exponential progression of our technology and I know the possible technologies that we have. We t- already talked about cybernetics and Neuralink and we've talked about CRISPR on this podcast. I do believe that we can elevate our senses to even greater heights and Emery and maybe John may say, Emery has already said that takes us away from being human. But I mean, I don't know. If we do start having more interactions with alien species, in order to survive as a race, we might have to elevate ourselves. Oh, I so pose, I pose this question to you: Do you think technology, as we know it, with in regards to humans, mm-hmm. will ever have a peak? No. Yes, yes, and no. Um, I see that peak way, way beyond our imagination right now I, I bring up the Kardashev scale a lot so um right now the Kardashev scale basically scales to from type zero civilization to type seven civilization um a type zero civilization is more like basically cavemen um mm-hmm. they don't really have any power a type one civilization can use the power of its entire planet Michio Kaku believes by 2100 we'll reach a type 1 civilization. Right now, Carl Sagan said once said that we're at a, a type 0.7 civilization. So in taking control of your entire planet, you basically can control the weather, um, which that would affect a lot of people's religion too. Um, and you would have full function of hydropower, um, even fossil fuels, wind power, all of that. So you take full control of your planet. A type 2 civilization, you take full control of your star system. So... We would build Dyson spheres, which I brought this up on another podcast, but it's a contraption built around the sun, which we use this. We basically extract the sun's power, mm. um, but we can use the entire um, and then a type three civilization. Uh, well, I think I'm pretty sure type two civilization is either our, it's our star system. So we use our whole solar system. So we go to other planets and we use their power as well. Mm. Type three civilization is our galaxy. And this is where it used to stop. 
and then a type four civilization is our universe then a type five civilization we take control of the entire multiverse mm. i talk about the infinite universe theory the many worlds interpretation in episode 10 but taking control of the multiverse we'd basically be able to control the infinite the infinite realities that may pervade our universe i talked about the whole um the proposing scenario when i said that when you get down on one knee the lady is now in a superposition of saying yes and no right a type 5 civilization would basically be able to take control of that uh those infinite possibilities so in just to answer your question a type 5 right a type 1 civilization seems crazy to us the fact that you can even manipulate weather that you can yeah. control weather that just seems crazy to us in that regard so if there's an end to technology and maybe it goes within uh, string theory and we get to being able to manipulate 10 dimensions it will get to a point where it, it's so beyond our perception now that we wouldn't even be able to see an end so I, I honestly don't know but i i believe within our within our mental abilities right now technology is endless um but uh, yeah i Go think ahead. uh Back to the neural chip thing. Uh -huh. um, you know, we weren't always humans from a scientific aspect before yeah. we were homo sapiens. Right. And I think, um, like you said before, unlocking these different parts of your brains uh -huh. and possibly doing that would not, like, improve humans. It would evolve them. So we right. wouldn't be, like, we wouldn't be humans in, anymore, per se. We would be something beyond. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, oh, so, yeah, more than human basically yeah. um the next stage of evolution yeah possibly I, relies on technology and you know what i agree um because a, a lot of people say these technologies make us less human and that's um when we were talking on episode five that's kind of the vibe i got from you a little bit but a lot of people say that these uh i guess progression in technologies especially like bcis and stuff like that would make us less human but i just believe it's more of an evolved state Right. It it just depends on your definition of what human is. Exactly. That's the name of our episode. What is you of episode five? What is humanity? Mm. Um, and it's crazy that we got here just from a flying. What could this this Amuamua thing? It could just be a, a flying rock that you mm. know it, we got weird data. Right. It's crazy that we've gotten here from this point. Um, yeah. No. It's it's very special, man. Very mm. special stuff. Inspirational. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, and just one more thing, I forgot I have this in the notes, but another thing that basically, uh, to Avi Loeb that proved that this was, um, artificial in 2020, uh, we saw that there was something else that had the non-gravitational acceleration. Um, and we labeled it 2020 SO cause we found it in September, 2020. Um, but we, uh, we were like, okay what is this other object? We were like, okay, are, are these alien things like really coming at us? But yeah. then we used mathematics to saw that it came from earth and that in 1996, somebody released a light sail technology, but we saw that it was truly artificial, but this was the same type of, it was the same type of non-gravitational acceleration that the Oumuamua used. So if that one's artificial, then Oumuamua must be artificial. Yeah. Um, and if we know that it wasn't made by us, so that basically just proved that this was alien tech. Um, but to go on, I also think maybe we can learn from alien tech. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can learn certain things from alien tech. Um, I mean, I definitely, I already said multiple times I want to be a multiplanetary species. In becoming a multiplanetary species, it's likely that we 
interact with other aliens. Um, we had a debate on one episode. I forgot what episode it was. We had a debate, and um, we said I think it was episode three. You don't even. Know you don't even. Yeah, debate. he doesn't even know. <laughs> um, but I want to bring this to you, John. What's up? Me and uh, Emery both talked about this. Um, so, say we meet an alien species, and you have to bring three types of people with you. Or no, you can be you're, you're yourself and two other people tag along with you. What type of people do you bring along, basically, to interact with this alien species? So, um, some answers have been like, I'd bring an engineer with me, like because you're in a foreign land. Mm-hmm. So some say I'd bring an engineer, some say a linguist, a cryptographer, mm-hmm. mathematicians, stuff like that. So what do you think? Who who would be like the most primed people, including yourself, to interact with this other species? Of intelligible, intelligible life, and not get killed. Intelligent. Life. Yeah, I got gotcha. y'all. Okay, so you said three people. Does does that mean like three, including myself? Yeah. So mm-hmm. okay, because the way me and Emery did it. So would um, it be two people or yeah, two, three people, including yourself, two other people? Because me and Emery basically ex- like we just used ourselves, but who we thought ourselves to be in the future. So. Mm-hmm. Whatever you view yourself as in the future, I okay. saw myself as a physicist. So, so I I view myself as uh, I want to major in political science, so okay. I could I could be the diplomat. Okay, that could interact with this foreign species. Okay, cool. I'll definitely want a mathematician because math can be the the universal language when uh-huh. a language barrier does does come across us. And for the other spot, I'm not really sure because. With a with a linguist, if it's an alien, their whole perception of language would yeah. be different from from us. Okay. And a linguist just wouldn't. I don't think they would be of too much help mm-hmm. because what they know about other languages come from people that speak the other languages. Right. But whether there's some type of translator, there's going to be some translation. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be that translation with with aliens. Yeah. Maybe you should bring a bodyguard. <laughs> no. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Bruce Lee. <laughs> An engineer. Engineer. When it, I'll bring a scientist, actually. Screw uh-huh. the engineer. Uh-huh. A scientist. What type, w- of scientist? what type of scientist? I guess I would have to say a physicist. Okay. Just to have somebody that could just gain new information about whatever we come across and just learn as they go about the new new reality that we're experiencing and then for a honorary mention i'd have to bring a free card just to just (laughs) just because (laughs) the aliens gotta experience what we're experiencing bro we gotta compare because Aliens got to procreate too, and I, I'm willing to bet that they enjoy procreation, and they have made a <laughs> monopoly off of procreation as much as humans do. Talk to the cameraman. Because <laughs> sex sells. I'm telling y'all, sex has been in business for a while. Sex and food; those the two businesses have been around since start of civilization. You could track prostitution. There have been gods of fertility for as long as we could think. So, yeah, I mean that's a good point. That's honestly a good point. Um, and hey, I don't tell. know, should I bleep out, bleep out freak or should yeah. I just leave it in? I think um, you should just leave freak. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I, they'll be able to get the gist. I'll do some slick editing there. Um, yeah. Or freaking like edit a farming tool on. <laughs> uh, I remember, yeah. I remember Emery saying he would bring Dr. Doolittle. 
Did or I say that? Something like oh, I who's did. the guy that's supposed like to the dude that speaks the animals? Yeah. yeah, and I don't. I never watched Doctor Doolittle, so I remember I got flamed for that. Uh, I just thought that was funny. But <laughs> it was. Uh, I, I read the books because you know it was like a set. They came with like Thomas Sawyer, Huckleberry Finn, yeah, and Doctor Doolittle was one of yeah, them. Yeah, man. They yeah. also had uh, Moby Dick on there. I remember. <laughs> That's yeah, not funny. I remember. And Gulliver's <laughs> Travels. That was a good. Oh, oh! I saw the movie in like 2008 with Jack Black. Jack Black. Jack Black. Yes. Jack Black. Very good actor. I like him. Kung Fu Panda. Great movie. Bro. All right. Well, we've been talking about this uh, amazing alien topic for a while now. Um. So, I wanted to bring in a little. Hey, before oh, we end. Yeah. Good. Amber, you think you can make a good alien noise? Oh shoot! Okay. Of course I can. But can you? I, I mean, you're you the f- guest. You only not, get one shot no, at the show. No, no, you no. Got, I asked but. you first. I made the positive claim. I'll okay. do it after you. Go ahead. I don't feel like it. Emery usually makes the noises on the podcast. I don't, I don't feel like it today. I really don't. You don't? John, you could be. <laughs> I think it would be more high-pitched. Like, <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. I it's it's, likely, it's likely that they don't even use a cacophonous emission to communicate. Mm, they could. <laughs> Like yeah, that? Yeah, they might not even use any noise. They could just communicate. They, it's possible they communicate through telepathy. Hey, cut yeah. that whole crap out. Don't keep no, that we're in. No, not. We're not <laughs> hey, cut that out. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, we got to move on. So um, this episode is definitely going to be uh, very science-based because I want to do a quick lightning round of science mm-hmm. topics for me because a lot of other things in the science world have happened. So first thing off, a team of scientists um, – I don't even know how to pronounce the university's name, but in Berlin have basically uh, used artificial intelligence to uh, calculate the ground state of electrons using the Schrodinger's equation. Oh. So AI has solved the Schrodinger's equation, um, which is absolutely crazy. Um, makes me fear for my job in the future. Honestly, even though I'll use AI and physics, so mm-hmm. I'm a little good there, but for, for pure physics, um, this is uh, before I explain what it is. It's basically shown that, the days of Einstein sitting down with a piece of paper in front of you and looking up at the stars are basically over, which is mm. kind of sad for me because, you know, that kind of sounds cool. Um, but anyway, uh, this is another deep learning method. Um, and basically, it's used AI to find a new way of representing the wave function, which I brought up in episode 10. Because mm. remember, I, ta- I talked about Heisenberg uncertainty principle. You can't know the exact state of anything um you can't know the exact position and velocity of anything right due to the heisenberg uncertainty principle there's always some uncertainty principle in all there's always some sort of uncertainty in this we found that um basically reality functions through waves this wave function gives a general area of where things exist so uh uh-huh I feel like we've been having a bunch of scientific breakthroughs uh-huh. like recently over the past couple of years. Yeah. But when are they going to start being applied to society? Mm. Well, when, when well the, thing is, the thing is about waves is you have to realize that waves don't die. Oh, my so, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, so this can, this can actually be directly attributed to human society. And you know what? I'm willing to say all of these scientific breakthroughs that we had, because um, I talked about deep mind before in solving protein folding, that's going to be great for medicines in the future. Mm. Uh, we talked about CRISPR that will basically eliminate all disease possibly. Yeah. If your parents get Alzheimer's in the future, you can use CRISPR to get rid of their Alzheimer's. Things like that. Neuralink also applied to human society. So it's just not exactly done yet, but it's more in theory. Anyway, um, the significance of the, this uh, thing, it's called pop. Oh, gosh. I can't I I can't pronounce things. The Paoli Pal, Paoli net 
it's called because the Pauli exclusion principle basically says that uh, two electrons can't uh, exist in the same state within an atom. Um, but using that, the electrons behavior, the AI basically solved the wave function. It solved the equation. Um, so now we know we are starting to get a, a better understanding of how electrons move around the nuclei. In this, we basically have not solved it, but we're solving quantum chemistry, which is a new thing coming. Because what I've seen lately is that everything going on is quantum. Um, this is why I'm going into quantum physics, mm -hmm. is that a lot of the newest technologies are more so quantum. And um, now, within quantum chemistry, we'll be able to predict the chemical and physical properties of molecules. In this, we'll be able to create new medicines, and we'll be able to analyze disease, and this will also go towards cancer. Um, okay. So, and we're lightning round, so I'm not going to get too into that. Um, but also, like I said before, this truly um, also attributes itself to the future of theoretical physics, the days of sitting in front of a piece of paper and just working out the math with a pencil and paper are almost over. We're going to be using um, the AI, um, which I think is also very cool because it's like I see AI more friendly than most. I see it more as a companion, and I do see in the future those turning into conscious beings. Um, so the next thing, which will be also cooler for you guys, um, researchers um, in South Korea have created artificial skin. And with this artificial skin, they've created an, invis an invisibility cloak. Mm. How cool. -like. Yeah, mm. Harry Potter-like. How cool is that? So um, basically, this tech uses micro cameras to see its environment and it's basically concocted an invisibility cloak. Camouflage? Yeah, camouflage. Camouflage. And um so wait, is it like it's in the skin or is it, it like an outer layer? Yeah, it's an outer layer. Right. Um so we call this quantum stealth cuz the cameras are quantum and it's just really small and what it's able to um the quantum properties are also able to bend light. Mm. So it, it looks I forgot to I, I probably should put up a picture right here. Um I might, but it's it's just cool how like dude invisible cloaks those were things science fiction mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the, the also the crazy thing is so okay you so have an invisibility right you have an invisibility yeah. cloak whatever i'll just you i'll just detect your heat right right no this thing is invisible to regular and infrared cameras mm. Mm. so you can't even de detect the heat now that's, that's crazy no that's dangerous that's dangerous They're very dangerous they um, gotta use that but in the wars. thing is when you do think about the invisibility cloak, when the invisibility cloak does come around, it does have to come with the rest of the two Deathly Hollows. So <laughs> <laughs> the outer one, Resurrection Stone. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. If y'all think the invisibility cloak was some foreign object that was just never going to be available in a, in a nonfiction world, the Elder Wand is coming, man. Yeah. So if you're not sure what he's talking about, then watch... Uh, Harry Potter, yeah. best movie series around. If you guys yeah. haven't noticed, Cal John's the John's the joke guy. Oh yeah, no John, is he got it on him. He's that's definitely me. our class clown. Uh -huh. Um, but he has a brain on him too. But yeah, yeah that's um and a big bank. Wow. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, you could you could like edit my audio out on that thing, right? Because I moaned when you were talking and like, y'all didn't react. Bro, <laughs> I didn't even notice. Because um, okay. I, I looked at every because I thought it was gonna laugh because I said I was gonna do it beforehand. I didn't hear you. <laughs> and he just didn't react. I was like, damn, it wasn't loud enough. I got up in the mic too. Anyway, um, yeah. So I mean, you're in the politics. What does an invisibility cloak make you think about the future of war? espionage man (laughs) even not even espionage like just not even war it's just like how do you account for that with crimes it's just it's hard to prove someone has invisibility cloak you would have to if we have a terrorist that gets a hold of one of these these south korean cloaks south korean cloaks which will i'm sure soon be every country's cloaks Mm -hmm. um we're gonna have um dangerous post-apocalyptic world well it depends on how how easy the cloak is to get a hold of if it's hard well, it's never going to be easy to get a hold yeah. of but people will find their ways well, of short you know what sure. let's open this topic before we get into any other topics let's talk about the future of war because we talk, we brought this up in episode two i believe or episode one i had a fear i was like does every scientific breakthrough have to come with a malicious intent yes i talked about uh e equals mc squared that led to the hydrogen bomb Right. right. So things well, such as that. Intent, just because something doesn't have a malicious intent doesn't mean it can't be used in malicious purposes. Okay. There's no way Einstein thought that. Yeah, the, no, you're right. Yeah, so intent probably wouldn't be the best word. Yeah, I'll, no, okay, so. Maybe like consequence. Consequence, um, yeah, absolutely. But um, um, every, you just got to think anything, anything nice in this world could be used in a harmful way right mm-hmm. if i get a twinkie at the gas station and shove it down john's throat he's gonna die <laughs> it don't matter if it's a twinkie or not wow that's it don't matter if Man, it's a come twinkie on, or bro. not so, so these extreme well not extreme but these i feel like that's a that's of, an oversimplification of what's going on though there's a difference between a, a gas station twinkie I'm just showing you the extent of which something can be used. Absolutely. I agree with both of you guys. And so here are the things that I've heard of recently. Using CRISPR, we may be able to manufacture, um, we could basically alter the stomach, stomachs of soldiers and them being able to eat grass. Well, you have to realize there are, there's the Geneva Convention and whatnot. There are some limitations to war. It's not, Oh yeah. we haven't, and I don't think we ever will have an all out war. Yeah. I mean, so. I just I think those things will be dealt with accordingly, and there there are probably plenty of things in the past that they thought could have had malicious and just like harmful side effects when it comes to the the aspect of war, because war is a pretty common thing with with humans. It's just conflict. Yeah, but the thing is, we're continuously constructing these uh, these things today. I remember uh, North Korea basically showing off their their uh, great missile or whatever it was they have like a military day yeah it landed like i feel like 10 miles in the pacific these um, political yeah these political international agreements will only hold out if we're progressing technological why technologically wise at like a similar rate and because if one country becomes too powerful why wouldn't they want to spread their power and conquer the thing is we're being infiltrated already and you don't have to the war doesn't have to be a physical war. Um, oh, correct. We're we're getting to the point where you know what war probably won't be that way because, excuse me, we're using the internet to war on people. We know that our our political climate, especially in America, has been tampered by other parties, foreign entities. Exactly. Correct. Um, and the fact that so many uh, people's political views 
have been warped by the algorithm. We talked about the social dilemma in episode three. Mm -hmm. The fact that so many people's political views have been warped just based off of the algorithm, the fact that everything they consume is being supported by this one idea. It's creating radical people. And what the algorithm has done, we're starting to near the obstruction of objective truth. Yeah. Right. That's crazy, too. The people that will win the wars are the ones who master the mental manipulation. That Correct. too. And Correct. Putin said the person who masters AI will take over the entire world. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. or the country that masters it. And it's going to be one of those things where the, the international superpowers are going to be the ones that, that have access to these things, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Bulgaria is not going to... That's to, a, Yeah, right. It's going to be China, Russia... Maybe Japan or one of the Koreas, the United States and, mm-hmm. and Britain. Right. So it's going to be a competition. And it, it, it always is a competition with, with those countries, especially China. You'll see in the news there's a lot a lot of um, talk about like what politicians are compromised or whatnot. Because that is a big deal because China is our number one competitor, right. I would mm-hmm. say. So it's just a lot to think about. Yeah. How long are these countries going to be around, though? Because as far as um, well, history as tells democracy, us, yeah, with democracy, America is the longest-standing democracy, is, yeah. republic, whatever you want to call it. And you may think, just the way things are going now, is our time coming? Is there going to be an end of the the America? I don't think it's anytime soon. But you know, history does tell us that every not empire, but democracy superpower falls. will fall at yeah. some point. Well, you know. I always relate things back to globalization, and I don't know. I think our uh, when the con- the whole country's system ends, I believe it comes at a time where it's an outer Earth experience. Like I said, the most I said this in episode eight or whatever episode we did with uh, Capity Cap, um, <laughs> uh, uh, Casey. Um, I said the most unifying thing would be finding an alien species right? right because once that happens then all of these races basically Mutual wither enemy. away we yeah. are the human race yes yeah, so exactly. it becomes a enemy of my enemy is my friend type Ex- thing. exactly again, we're going to have to to unify as humans because if if we're fighting against an extraterrestrial object mm-hmm. with the united states but not with the help of of russia right. or china we're not going to stand a chance absolutely we're going to have to to unify for the time being. We need all, everybody. This is the perfect gateway into what my topic was going to be. All right, go ahead. Um, episode five, we uh, the topic um, was what is humanity? Okay. And I want to go into this episode, what is the purpose of humanity? Okay. Kick it and, off. And, uh, you know, every, you can, everybody's purpose has their own whatever they want to do, whatever their life is made for. But humanity's purpose as a whole, I believe, is to be unified. So okay. I uh, question you guys, other than alien species possibly showing up and creating a mutual enemy for us, do you think that one day we could have one country no. around the world? No. Around, uh, just on Earth? Yeah. Absolutely not. There's too much. There's too many differences. Even just in the 50 states of America, mm-hmm. there's too many difference, differences with the culture and whatnot. There's no way that that China and Russia and the Bahamas, and they're not going to be able to agree on one single subject. And there's going to like be too much division. I, act- I actually disagree. I 
at the way. All right, you go ahead. Um, I disagree. Um, from a scientific point of view, with the advent of brain-computer interfaces and Neuralink things as such, I believe our mental capabilities will be elevated to a point in which we will sort of di- uh, basically separate ourselves from the uh, certain frivolous things that pervade our interactions right now. Well, well, how and, soon are we talking? Huh? Henry? Well, well, I think this well, is just. I think this the, is open to anything. In the grand scheme of um, how long. Human, humanity not, not just humanity but formed societies have been like i'd say in the next 300 400 years okay yeah sure um and i'll, I'll be alive to see it but <laughs> so which i live forever uh, well yes, even things like one of the biggest barriers is the language the language barrier right um I can't speak to somebody in Japan right now. I feel like that's Um, being overcome as we speak. That's what I'm saying. It's being overcome. You can see uh, this is beautifully characterized in a video game called Cyberpunk 2077. But once we sort of start infusing our brains with computer power, we will be able – somebody will speak to me in another language. And and you'll hear it in your own language. I'll hear it in my own language or I can even just see it as captions below. Things such as that. Um, Once we start moving more towards – finding a theory of everything whether it's string theory whether it's simulation theory whether it's something else we as our intellect rises we sort of get away from other things that underlie i think it would possibly or maybe be possible um whenever like i don't want to use the term third world countries but these countries that aren't as technologically advanced Mm -hmm. and still have social um social um like dilemmas that they deal with right you know once they get to a stage where people aren't being segregated against by their own governments frequently as frequently yeah. it's crazy that women can't drive in saudi arabia yeah. and stuff like that um actually like yeah it, there's still slavery in liberia yeah i feel like once these countries overcome their individual issues mm-hmm. perhaps um because you know oh well, i feel like can we can we bank on them overcoming these difficulties? Maybe not, but the reason of these difficulties is because of the hierarchical nature of humanity. Correct. We we come from animals, and you know it feels good to be above somebody else to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting away from that, you need to start leveling out the playing field. What Elon Musk is doing is Starlink, which a lot of people don't like it because he's, uh, they say it's destroying the ozone layer. I believe that they'll be able to fix that at some point. I didn't really go too far into that because I, I trust Elon. But it's basically going to make uh, Wi-Fi cheap, super cheap and Wi-Fi available to everyone around the world. Once people are have access to the Internet in some of these countries and their government, their government does block sites. But once they have access to more knowledge, we know that knowledge is power. So, you know, uprisings will start to happen and they'll yeah. start getting help from countries like America to, you know, wipe out these uh, regimes that like, you know, take power and over others. I, I use the word country just to describe land where people live, but. In reality, that's just what it is because some of these countries where people live, they aren't really members of that society. Yeah, true. They're being controlled by their government. They're being manipulated. So this is just where they reside. So that's where their citizenship classifies them as. And, you know, these people, I feel like they need more opportunities. And unification of countries would really 
assisting that, doing that. No, absolutely, I agree. Go ahead, John. Well, first thing, I would be, I would be very, very careful with this, this unwavering trust in someone with as much money and as much power as Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. I do feel as if the the billionaires of the world, they do try to get, or the media tries to to portray them in an angelic symbol and give them a better image than what they really have. I agree. I do feel like there is a fetishization almost of of the uber wealthy. They don't have the the interests of the common man in mind. They I just I can't get behind trusting someone with as much power because that that power comes at a cost and it's Correct. not just money. And because... and part 2, is it even in the best interest of these countries to have America intervene because the past has shown us America doesn't intervene unless there's something in it for them, whether exactly. it be natural resources if they want to put a a proxy leader in place, as we've seen in some some third world countries such as Venezuela, whatnot, Colombia, um, Cuba, with the the missile crisis way back when, is it even best for for a country like America to intervene in another country's problems? It all comes down to their leadership, because I believe if all the superpowers of the world, at some point in time, have more leaders that are more willing to change and accepting of other cultures. Well, I think, I think the past, the past has the past leaders we've had have screwed it up for us. If you look in the middle East with the, the Reagan administration and whatnot, the, the people in the middle East, the Iraqis or whatnot, we invaded them illegally. We had ill intentions, malicious intentions, and they remember that and they're not going to trust America I feel like Americans feel like they do have this this savior complex as a country, but a lot of times these these people in these other countries they've seen what past presidents have done, whether it be Vietnam or Korea or Iraq or Iran, whatever they've seen America intervene to push a certain narrative, not narrative, but a certain agenda that that the American government has at the time, and masquerade it as helping the people. And it's a tale as old as time because why have all the major empires fallen? The Roman Empire, um, all these other, well, all these other. Great- I, I do think that I don't think that America as it is today will have the same problem as these empires just because of the way the the founding fathers did create it yeah. with as a as a constitutional republic. They didn't even want the the federal government to have that much power. They're the founding fathers constructed the country with the the thought of the previous empires in mind. Now, whether it can last the, the the if it could last the stand of time, we don't know because the constitution is two hundred three, however old it is, it's old as hell. And you do have to wonder how can the constitu- constitution govern over us mm. when it the constitution could not have thought that we would have cars, computers cell phones right james madison did not have that in mind i'm still managing so that's a that's a whole different subject with with the certain ideologies that these supreme court justices have with the the more conservative justices such as clarence thomas and amy coney barrett and um the late antonin scalia is what do we interpret the constitution with its original text or do we have the more liberal point of view where with the 
with um judicial review or judicial activism and so it's honestly will our country will america last it's just super weird to think of like how we can unify as a as a entire world when obviously as we've seen with recent time with the donald trump presidency we can't even unify as 50 states that all live on one piece of land one continent i agree and i've been brewing for a little bit because both of you guys have said a lot of things um and i will relate it back to emory's original question he says what is the purpose of humanity what i see the purpose of humanity as is realizing our creation Everything that we have ever gone into, what pervades our universe now um, goes back to religion and it goes back to science. Why was science created? We make, we make sense of the physical phenomena that happens to us today, yes, but we also use cosmology and things such as the Big Bang to basically rationalize why we are here today. This goes into determinism and string theory, many mm-hmm. worlds interpretation, quantum mechanics. There's so many things that highlight us, and then we have religion, which God created the heaven and earth, all of this stuff, right? So I see humanity's purpose from its beginning of once we became intelligent beings we have basically been trying to find our creation in that we are we in trying to find our creation we have came up with these amazing sciences and these amazing technologies and we've developed these amazing minds and we've basically we've basically created a sub-purpose of elevating human human society and elevating our functions in that in this elevation I believe we continue to elevate our mental state and all of these things that you were talking about, such as the fetishization of fetishization, fetish, fetishization, fetish, fetishization. Oh gosh, that's a tongue twister. Fetishization. Fetishization of the, of the wealthy. And you uh, guys talk about the, the interactions between countries. Call me crazy, but I see all of these things as minuscule. I honestly see them all as minuscule just because I understand that John said this in the very beginning and I liked what he said, but he called us a blip. And I always relate everything back to the all-out expansiveness of our universe. And within this universe, there is so vast in the possibilities of there being other species out there. And all of these things are sort of minuscule. I I see the 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 biggest topics that govern us that should govern us today it is finding our creation where we come from and our sub purpose of elevating humanity to newer heights and becoming a multi-planetary species and spreading out and become in you know becoming more everlasting not dying off because what most animals try to do is not die right um they make babies they try to propagate their own species right um so i also see that and then yes, in that, I see us as becoming more unified. The whole reason we are trying to become unified, because why do we want there to be unity? Yes, we want everybody to have equal footing, and we want everybody to be happy. Because the best strength is found in unity. When everybody puts their minds together, we can elevate to unthought of heights. Exactly, exactly. But this unity... Go ahead. What is the the realistic chance of the whole world unifying. I feel like it's a pipe dream. And that's what I was about to get to. 
the power that we so we are trying to get to newer heights but there is gravity there is gravity that is a resistive force to us getting to this height this gravity is human frailty this human frailty, all of the things that you guys have been saying is rooted in human frailty. The fact that we want to put ourselves above above others. The fact that you said that we uh, America has this savior complex and intervening in other countries. All of these things, uh, people putting other people down, women not being able to drive, a uh, slaver in Liberia, like you said. All of this comes from human frailty, I believe. So... I believe it is science and technology that will take us to a new mental state that will elevate us above this gravity, but it isn't just that. I said in episode eight, I believe, that science isn't a language that everybody wants or can understand, but hope is a language that everybody can understand. So I believe it's a fusion of science and I don't even know what to describe it as, but human interaction, like humanities, things such as that. I believe it's a fusion of those two things that will take us to a newer height. But yes, it is unlikely. It is certainly unlikely. But we have seen from the very beginning of this episode that the unlikely things are what is amazing in our life. Amuamua, absolutely unlikely. The fact that something outside of our solar system could resist its own star system's gravity and get here and then escape our solar system is exactly... Is, absolutely crazy we saw that a was basically parked it was resisting all gravity so it is the unlikely things that i mean eventually happen i don't know how to tie this together but i do go ahead go ahead i say go ahead shorty that we, all right Brad. <laughs> i'd say with everything that we've discussed so far the purpose of humanity is to exist okay because once humans realize that all of our surroundings, all of our feelings, all of the politics, all of our relations with each other are just existence in itself. We can go beyond. Yeah. I disagree. Go ahead. Because a person who, no disrespect to them, has no real purpose in their life, who has no real goal, yeah. they're existing. I feel like life is more than just existing, mm-hmm. finding out why we exist, just examining the, the world around us. Socrates said, an unexamined life is a life not worth living. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can exist without truly living. No, because living comes with existence. I'm not saying existence as in we're just here, existing by being a part of your world being able to learn new things, being able to harness everything that comes with life is existing. That's not just living. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I feel like it's semantics at that point. Yeah. You... Yeah, I agree. But we're all saying nearly the same thing. We're all nearly saying the same thing. And this is a great conversation to have. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Whenever I, th- whenever I think about my us reaching the future technological paradigm uh that is so special in us basically having superpowers and us traveling to other planets it's, it seems amazing but then you bring up all these political things that sort of is the gravity the human frailty that holds us back because in order to get to these places we truly do need unification um and on um onto the the fetishization of the 
the wealthy thing. Um, when I do talk about Elon, the only reason I put him on this pedestal and the only reason others put these people on this pedestal is because there is an inherent defined bar of success that has been created. Forbes list has been defined as successful in many people's hearts. Mm -hmm. In this, people are inspired to get to this sort of place. I don't necessarily, I, I've detached from the bar of success by other people. At least I'm trying to detach from this. But what I do see as Elon Musk with Tesla and the possibility of Neuralink, I see the law of affection. The law of affection is affecting as many people as you can. This is my purpose in life. My purpose in life is to be one of the people who usher humanity to this future technological paradigm, and it's to serve the world. That is what I view as my purpose and destiny. That's why I, talk, I say I trust in Elon. That does come from the fact that he inspires me to do great things. And the things you've seen him accomplish, you have faith that he'll continue to do these yes. things and provide for you. Absolutely. But in human frailty, we have seen that to get to these points and amass all of this money, people have done some pretty underhanded things. And that is unfortunate. Yeah. But we, we want the light to outweigh the darkness. Is it a possible, do you think, for people to attain that sort of power, in a sense, without... Um, no, nah, because I really do just think it all comes down to what to what young nudie said. Ooh, we look what that money make a bit do. So. I got I got to pee. I'm not trying to laugh too hard. Bro, You've been plotting on that joke. You've been plotting on that joke. I got to piss too, bro. bro oh, my gosh. Um, no, all right. Funny. Um, but go ahead. Me? Yeah. What are you going to say? Hold on, I gotta remember because uh, that screwed me up. I, I would just really recommend being wary about putting another human like you on a pedestal, and just no. I'm talking about Caleb. Yeah. Just in general, I mean, obviously you could do what you want, but no, I and I don't know too too much about Elon Musk. I don't know as much of him as you do, mm -hmm. but I I just I really can't get behind the the worshiping of somebody else. Well, I'll tell you this: it's absolutely not worship. Um. It's absolutely not worship. I, I worship few things. Perhaps but, admiration, um, respect. It's it's uh, it's respect, um, but it's also it's. I use it as fuel. I use it as fuel. Um, Emery said this in episode twelve. It brings you to the question: What you the one thing you did say about Elon? Because I don't know how much you know about Elon, but you said that Elon is a direct manifestation of the question: Why not me? Uh, one thing people do not know about Elon is the backgrounds, the background he comes from, coming from South Africa. Yeah, he could say the N-word. Um, wow, <laughs> immigrating here and, um, you know, going through college, super smart. And he basically, the the art of a, a guide, um, I feel like I brought up guides in um, other in another episode, but the art of any, any person that affects the world, the art of any genius is that it comes down to that they are artists and they paint the world with their strokes of genius, right? Um, so it's not necessarily, it's not, it's definitely not a pedestal or worship. It's more so using it as fuel for me to get to a position where I can affect as many people as, as that. Because I said this in an earlier episode, 
if everybody affects their community, we get to this unified state that we, this kumbaya that we like to think that we'll get to. So it is truly affecting as many people as possible. That may be that that's the purpose of a monk. You ask what's the purpose of humanity. Um, the purpose of of monk of the monk mindset is service. Um, I said this in episode eleven. Service is the highest purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you two know, that I I dive into I dive into this um, monk mindset very often. So um, it all it all goes down to purpose. Um, all right, yes. hold on, hold on, hold on. What secret message, John? All right, yeah. Uh, so John went to go. Take, take a leak. Pick. Take a leak. But um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this this segment yeah. of what is the purpose of humanity. Emery uh, brought up in a, a really great topic. But uh, since you did open the topic, is there any way you would like to end it? Um, I feel like people don't realize how beautiful the world is through all the death and the killing and the hatred and this theft, the poverty. What other ailments you could think of that affect the human race? Um, we're still here. And resilience, that the resilience that we have shown through all the loss and through all the wins as well, uh, I think is a testimony to how, how great people are. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was absolutely beautifully said. I, I don't want to try to one-up you in any way. Um, I, I talked about this before, but uh, oh, John's back from his leak. Yeah, um, John, look at that. But, look at John's resilience. Oh, yeah, but How yeah, he he, so, he went to go pee and he came back stronger than ever. Don't you feel rejuvenated, John? No, nah, I just got a pressure in my bladder area. He feels time. rejuvenated. Um. Anyway, yes. Uh, there has been pessimism and optimism amongst this topic, but yes, it truly. You truly do have to realize the beauty of humanity. I talk about the human brain. When we when we asked what are we thankful for in episode 10, I said the human brain. The fact that we all exist on this wavelength that is able to bridge our subjective realities together, allowing us to share connections and share conversations such as these. This. Um, so, yeah, man. Um, the fact that we're able to even do this is absolutely beautiful, man. We're still doing a secret message. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, John is... We're at a random point in the podcast. John is going to give a secret message. Whatever he says, comment that down below. Man, Emery got a big head. <laughs> All right. Man, Emery. Man, comma. Emery got a big head. All right. Carry on. All right. So. Don't piece on him. Um, <laughs> Emery, your head big as hell. <laughs> I don't know why he's still trying to rank. Show him your socks. Okay, you just showing the socks. Little Jesus socks on him. You got all them holes in his socks. Because wow. I'm holy. Uh-huh. All right, so we've gone through many uh, very lengthy topics, um, but they were absolutely great. But anyway, yeah. now, as usual, we have our guest topic. So, John, This is the fun part. Away. I'm a politics guy. I want to major in political science at whatever college accepts me. But I ask you this, Caleb. What political party do you identify with? Well, although I can't exactly attribute myself to it a political party yet, I can say that economically I lean more conservative and right. socially I lean more democratic. Um, I don't know if that helps your question now at all, but so in the future, could you ever see yourself becoming 
either uh, uh, the typical right-wing conservative conservative or leaning towards the more libertarian route. Hmm. Because from what you just described there, you sound like a libertarian almost when it comes to, to social, depending on what you call social. Explain what libertarian is to the viewers. Libertarian is a, at its core, is a political theory which focuses itself on limited, like super, super small government. Uh-huh. That, that is federal government. It When you think of the idea of centralization, libertarians believe in decentralization. Okay. Um, they believe in a, a free market economy. Um, and they, they also believe in a lack of government intervention, whether it be wars overseas uh-huh. or whether it be domestically. They believe in uh, lower taxes. And um, when it comes to social issues, such as the, the homosexual community and uh, recreational drugs, they are pretty, pretty liberal, not in the sense of conservative liberal, but mm-hmm. almost in the sense that it's not the, the government's business. Mm-hmm. But there is a, a huge question on whether libertarianism can be, it can work on a wide grand scale at the, the level of the United States federal government. Hmm. So do you see yourself voting Republican? With the the way the Republican Party stands, if I'm being completely honest, I probably would have voted for for Biden. I, Actually, I, I probably wouldn't have voted. And as much as that sounds as a, a discredit to my civil liberties, yeah. I do feel like as an individual, I don't owe anybody my philosophical and just anything in regards to my, my ideology. Mm-hmm. And there are things, plenty of things not to like about Biden and Trump. They're two pretty dislikable candidates. But what happened last week with the the riots and the the whole issue about voter fraud, Mm -hmm. I had seen this coming. I I believe that Trump, he he had been heating the water a little bit. He's been letting the water boil. And I feel like the the pot just overflowed last week. Mm -hmm. And for that reason... I probably would have voted for Biden or just not voted. I see what you mean by like, I, I hate the sentiment that people say that you should vote because if you don't, it's a waste of your vote. Right, because yeah. I'm not how going to it, vote how for is it. a waste of my vote if I'm giving my vote to somebody that I feel doesn't deserve it. Correct. Yeah, That's what makes been, it my vote. Yeah, yeah, you've been placed in an unfortunate situ- uh, situation. So yeah, and to I, be complete. The option to opt out, opt out is entirely an option. Yeah, I I just say, but also you have to choose between the lesser of two evils sometimes because mathematically, if you want uh, democracy to work, you need more people to vote in order to achieve compromise. Uh, Correct. If you have lesser people voting, that's less of the population deciding who's in office. Well, there's also we're thinking of two major political parties. Like, and we're thinking, I'm thinking about the individual. I'm not really thinking about on a grand scale. uh, On a grand scale, because. To be honest, I don't I don't really give a damn what anybody says. Okay. Hashtag no vote November. I couldn't. It, it would have <laughs> been a a real struggle for, struggle for me to pick because I really don't feel as if Joe Biden has the interests of of even just anybody in mind, especially the black community. I do feel like the Democratic Party has been the party of of false promises. Oh, while the Republicans are the party of no promises. The the black outreach with the Republican community has been horrible. The Republicans don't try to politic in the hood. They just can't relate. 
Well, and no. it, they don't do a good job of outreach. That's why Stacey Abrams in Georgia was able to win the the state over was because she was able to outreach. And mm. even though she had a probably a better case of election fraud than Donald J. Trump did, wow, she continued to fight the fight for her party. And while I don't exactly agree with her her political ideas, I can get behind the fact that she continued to fight and she didn't really sit there and complain. She went out and had outreach and got the the people to vote in Georgia and flip the flip the state blue. Yeah. Well, you're obviously very adept in this because um, yeah, I, I I don't know too much about it, but I I I post uh, one statement and then one question to you. Um, going along with what you said, um, I said in that last episode the Democratic Party has done a very good job at uh, basically. Atta- of getting the marginalized groups to attach themselves to them, right. um, just be- and that's just because that's what being democratic is helping people. That's what people view it as. Uh, being a liberal is, is just helping people. All of that stuff, um, and but what we've gotten to the point where they just assume people's votes and they're not working for certain yeah. groups' votes. Right. That's what a lot of people within the black community have said. This election cycle that's why i said in episode six i said you need to work for my vote so Correct. when i think of my future voting i'm gonna vote for um whether it's president or anybody else um whoever my whoever are gonna vote for my interests. that's the progression of science um but also who are gonna help uh things uh, within my own community such as you know police brutality and Mm -hmm. stuff like that um but then my question to you um because i didn't really get the best answer because i don't necessarily know but um i would like to see what you think um what do you think is ultimately better for society voting for your own interests or voting for the greater good if you vote for your own interests then everybody then the 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 output of the vote is the general consensus of the public but if you vote for the greater good then you know i don't know or is it both i think it does have to be a a solid balance of both and Mm -hmm. i do have i I do hate to play that card but obviously for some people the greater good is their own personal interest okay Mm -hmm. yeah i like that and what a lot of people said with with lil wayne when he had the little donald trump spat Uh not spat but when he came out and said he was a trump supporter is people People did think that he was a, I can't say the words, four-letter words, the the uncle insult, Uh because Donald, I do feel as if Donald Trump is a racist, and I feel like there could have been a lot better candidates for the Republican side that could have done a way better job of getting the black outreach. Mm -hmm. When people did call Lil Wayne selfish for for even thinking to vote for the Republican Party, Mm -hmm. what I do feel like people just aren't thinking about is the the aspect of black economics. Mm-hmm. And if Donald Trump actually did have a plan called the, the Plat- platinum plan yeah. for black economics, he never mentioned it in his debates. It probably would have been a helping point, but probably. that probably shows you how much he actually cared and how much him himself actually individually had to do with that project. But Joe Biden didn't have a plan. Yeah. I feel like with Joe Biden, his, he didn't really have to run a good campaign because his campaign was that he wasn't Donald Trump. Yeah. Exactly. That was my problem with Biden before. That, mm-hmm. and, but it, the thing and is, a lot of people... That worked well for him. Very well. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't really know if it worked well. It worked 
good enough because he he's got, candidate. Yeah. Hey, that's but, well. I mean, yeah. he's president. Nobody could say no. I mean, but the the crazy thing is, is that some people were saying, "Oh, I'm voting for Kamala." Like, but, dang. They really got faith that he gonna kick the bucket. Realistically, I f- I do feel as if Kamala tries to play this black card. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. When she was in California, she jailed a whole bunch of black people for marijuana, which mm-hmm. disproportionately affects black people. Mm-hmm. I I do feel like she tries to play the the black card more than she tries to play the Asian card because she can. Mm. Yeah, and I, I feel like trying like remember the the Tim she was wearing, oh. and they tried to they tried to <laughs> to hype that up like Tim's? she was. No, she <laughs> yeah, wore the you, nasty Tim's like uh, the, the Tim boots, yeah, not like the. Dang. They were the wrong Tims, bro. Yeah, and like, do you even think Kamala Harris you like wraps her hair up at night? Who are, who are stylists? All right, let's not get into all that. <laughs> <laughs> what's her hair? What's her I don't know. <laughs> She's like a one C. Hey, I don't yo. even know. You coming for her hair quality? Oh shoot! It's not you coming for the quality, and it's and this isn't even something that I've come up with myself. Really, yeah. Is that I, I'm on Twitter a lot. I have seen how members of the black community reacted reacted to Kamala and this 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 hype of her being the first black vice president but it, it's almost like they're trying to to portray her as a sister yeah almost. they're trying to and you know what i bet the people behind her uh you know how you have the your advisors i bet mm-hmm. the people behind her tell her to like come off in this if she way. was 5% black like if she looked on ancestry.com and said it said that you think they would still claim her to be the first black vice president. Uh, She's too deep in, no. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, they've already set out the claim. You can't <laughs> unclaim the claim. But, I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly interesting. I, I You've seen the, the Black Lives Matter movement, the, the organization. They, they, asked, they reached out to Joe Biden to set up a meeting. Uh-huh. And they posted about it on Instagram way back when. I'm pretty sure it was like, 45 days from the day he was elected they still hadn't met with joe biden right right right. and they still hadn't set up a meeting and i do feel as if the the black people that did come out to vote Mm -hmm. with the the go vote movement they did help elect joe biden as president yeah and i don't feel like he's rectifying those that same support back Mm. as you can see with him giving citizenship to the 11 million illegal immigrants in a time where our economy is struggling because of the pandemic. I haven't heard of that. Yeah. And I feel like one, it's a slap in the face to the people who have come here illegally, such as my mom, but not even trying to play that card. There are so many, there's issues in the black community who are Americans now that he's just almost skipping over. I'll take it as disrespect. Yeah. So when did this happen? He, when he, so you said he let in um, 11 million? Well, he, he has a, he's proposing a plan to give okay. 11 million illegal immigrants a pathway to citizenship. He'll probably do that in the first 100 days. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Hmm. And well, it just came up. Dang. Well, I mean, shoot, the way you put it, it's like, well, yeah, we're in time of pandemic, you know, we, we need to support the people that have been here too. But. Yeah, I feel like there's not a, enough enough support and help to act to americans here helping your our priorities own lie right yo what are your uh ideas on the 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 trillion tree act <laughs> what's your stance <laughs> <laughs> Man, don't don't get caleb started on this damn million billion trillion quadrillion tree act <laughs> but this anyway crazy well, yeah, really, I, uh go ahead huh, huh? what what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> 
heck was that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, go for it. All right. Are y'all talking? I, I have a lot to talk about. Yeah, no. This. What I was going to ask you is, um, what's your solution? Or what do you see as a, like some likely solutions? Well, I'll, I'll start this off by saying... I I really dislike Candace Owens and her oh, yeah. her movement mm-hmm. of the 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 Plantation Act. I do feel like it's disrespectful to to black people for saying that they're on a plantation because slavery is such a such a sensitive topic that for good reason too. Mm-hmm. Slavery, even just like Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King. When we think about him we see pictures of him in black and white and think it was a long time ago. Right. But realistically, my dad was alive yeah. when Martin Luther King was Mine killed as well. Right. That's crazy. Right. So I feel like Candace Owens, she, I, if you know what a grifter is, if she's someone who, not sure who exploits political beliefs for money and what Candace Owens is, oh, all politicians, huh? Not necessarily. She's not a politician, but what she is, is she, she's a black person almost she's almost like the i have a black friend i can't be racist for for republicans that are racist and oh, okay so she'll do things like disrespect george floyd point out his past when oh and, yeah and okay. all with all respect to to candace owens actually all disrespect to candace owens it it shouldn't matter yeah i feel like and that's a, gover- a government entity should have no reason to kill George Floyd in the manner it is. Even if he was a a serial serial killer, Word. he's still guaranteed these constitutional rights. And do you think they dug up his past while they were uh, <laughs> right. uh, addressing the crime? Like what no. correlation? Does and I don't have even killing. I don't care that he was person? high. It's just the fact that the police can be the judge, jury, and executioner in a time where due process is a founding principle that the this country was founded on makes that makes that weird but to gain gain fuck how to but to to swing that back to your original topic Mm -hmm. on if what's the solution and i meant solution towards like because you said i'm when i'm asked your solution you said well biden you didn't want to vote for biden or trump so what's your solution to that too well this i think the solution would to be for anybody to be open-minded and i guess i'm specifically talking to to the african-american community but make them earn your vote i don't think the democrats and even though i do sway on the conservative side make the conservative the conservatives earn your votes because i agree you don't owe me, them anything me harpering on the democratic party doesn't excuse the republican party's horrible horrible race relations with with people of color yeah. talk to them john and, and you're and you're and you're good. Wow. And you know you're you're right to do that because the Democratic Party was supposed to be the party to help out um, the minority communities, and they haven't they haven't been yeah. doing it. Yeah, because if you look at the the states and the cities that are filled with black people that are filled with crime and poverty and whatnot, they are ran by Democrats. And, and go ahead. Uh, Caleb, we talked about this in like a couple episodes, like bits and pieces, but generally uninformed communities making mm. these decisions yeah. and feeling as if right. their vote is yeah, but supposed to be given to someone specifically for the party they belong to. Yeah, but I do feel as if black people are more conservative conservative than people may give them 
may give them thought for because Mm -hmm. the hip-hop community they've embraced the capitalist idea and capitalism Mm -hmm. more than anybody i have and it it's just put in ways that most white people can't understand because when you think about somebody from the hood what are they they're always talking about rap chasing yeah most rap music they always mention money always mention how they grinded yeah and these are all foreign (laughs) no (laughs) to white people no 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 no, no. that's not that's what i was saying Uh but these are all cornerstones to conservatism is this economic freedom Uh and being able to to build up your own community absolutely without the help of the government right but the problem is with a lot of black communities whether it be the the Tulsa race riots and you know what the Tulsa race riots are see and that's I think, I think I've heard that's another thing is black history isn't being taught in schools as well as it should right because most people didn't even know what Juneteenth was oh, until like oh, yeah. this I year that. I knew two years ago and damn near 80% of my friends are black right just simple stuff like that and the fact that they want to erase black history because black history is American history mm-hmm and they want to erase black history and then conservatives want to have a problem when they want to take down statues of racist people. Mm -hmm. But in in all reality, y'all's history has been erased because nobody knows what the Tulsa race riots were, Mm -hmm. but it was in the 1920s, Tulsa, it it was known Mm -hmm. as Black Wall Street. Okay, now I understand what you're talking about. Black economics, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing to see. And it was burnt down by the by the white people in the surrounding communities. Mm-hmm. People killed, and there there's no justice for it. Mm-hmm. And just like that, things that they had worked for, gone, gone. and forgotten because it's not because gone. it's never talked about. And then we talk about even Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. We always talk about how he was the peaceful, you know, who's like people even with the the Black Lives Matter movement in the summer. They would talk about the pacifist. Yeah, talk about how he was pacifist. They need to be more like him. First off, Colin Kaepernick didn't burn no shit down. Yeah. So, if y'all had a problem with that, then damn, what the hell do y'all, what do y'all think is going to happen? Yeah, I agree. But we don't talk about Malcolm X isn't, isn't brought to the, to the spotlight by white people as much as Martin Luther King. Because they were And even Martin Luther King, we always talk about his I have a dream speech, but there are plenty of other quotes and speeches Uh talked about by him that are that are just not brought to the spotlight because of the white people and the the society we have. They don't, it it just, what he said doesn't go along with the, the agenda they want to push. But you know, for aside from all this, it takes people like you, especially you being non-black, but having this, this depth of knowledge, not everybody has to have as much knowledge as you, but it takes people like you. I can really appreciate I, I truly, honestly appreciate the perspective that you're bringing. Right, and it's it's just it's, a weird balance yeah. because I don't want to tell black people how to act, how yeah. to do anything, and I don't want to come off as as trying to be a saver. But I, you guys, most most of my like friends are black, mm-hmm. like sports figures. The way I dress, yeah, I emulate a lot of black figures. Yeah, and it's only right for me to me being as smart as I am, me being as blessed as I am, to notice the the oppression by the U.S. Oh, government, yes. okay. mm-hmm. by black people. And the most I can do is, is, is make suggestions because at the end of the day, the majority of black people are going to want to hear it from 
from another another black person. Yeah. But I just have to be the the bridge between non-black people and people yeah. of color and black people. Well, you're you wrong. You should be the John. next Sean King. You're you're um, wrong because there's a Sorry, I'm sorry. I just had to fit that. <laughs> Sean King from the bottom <laughs> yeah. of my heart. <laughs> He's not even black. And he stole money from Tamir Rice's family. Who? Sean King. Sean King. You know who Sean King? Is? I know. I've never seen what he looks like. I know. Oh who he is. man. Let me pull up a picture. He's not black. No. The way he be talking, I thought he was black. Everybody uh-uh. thinks and Sean King. And the is thing black. is, I'm not gonna say no names. Hey yo, are you serious? <laughs> are you serious? Bro, I thought he was black. Yeah. <laughs> no, he thinks. No, bro. He like. Oh he, my god. He got like exposed for not being black. Oh my gosh, bro. I dead I thought he was black. Wow, that is no. Funny. And the thing is. For anybody who wants to act woke at Oakleaf, a lot of people try to portray as being woke. Yeah. They post Sean King Bruh. on Instagram knowing that, I don't know, even like, even liberals, they don't like Sean King. No. As soon as you educate yourself on Sean King, you'll just hate him immediately. Oh my gosh, that's funny. They, they, they call him like Chalkus Garvey or yeah. Talcum X. Yeah. Funny. But, um, John... Uh, you were wrong on one part because you said that you can only give suggestions, but no, you can teach regardless of your race. I could teach. Knowledge I could teach the no white boundaries. people. I could be the the person that talks to white people about no, what I'm people saying, in the like, hood. Generally, it might be a hot take, but black people feel like we should keep things black only. But you know, yeah, that's the way that the way that we are progressing. It can't be like that. Yeah, and you, and you know, know what? We have to show love for everyone. Show love for all their opinions. But there are wrong people, and though they should be held accountable for what they say. But you, you're speaking nothing but facts. So this should be. I've been, I've been wrong before. No, no, but I'm saying what you just right. said is speaking nothing but facts, and that should be taken into account regardless of what your race is. Not as a suggestion, but as a like teaching. No, and I, I was appreciate gonna, it. Yeah. I appreciate that. You can go on. I, I I was gonna add something to what you said, but I couldn't say any better. That was great. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Um. Crap, I forgot what I was going to say because you said something beautiful, man. Honestly, I had something to say. I forgot. Oh, yeah. No, so what I was going to say was what John said and what Emery's been saying relates back to episode eight. And I said that many people right now have a broken ecology within their soul, within their own heart, right? Um, People are going through agony and pain. And we are truly blessed to hold these microphones in our hand and talk for two hours about these topics these these real fundamental topics um and in this blessing with great power comes great responsibility it is our duty our responsibility it is our responsibility to realize this agony that other people that aren't able to hold these mics can empathy uh, is the strongest emotion absolutely Mm -hmm. so it's our responsibility to realize that agony and in their darkness we must be the light i don't care how many views we get on this podcast we must be the light this is why I try to reach so many people. This is why we try to reach people is because we need to be this light. We need to be this light. Enlightened. And the enlightened brothers. Mm-hmm. Enlightened brothers. brothers. And, and John, brothers. I can safely say, I'm welcome brother. to welcome to the family. Welcome to the enlightened family. Real handshake, man. Real yes. handshake. White um, people handshake. Um, but <laughs> uh, real quick, we, we got to wrap it up. All right. Oh man, it's been fun though. Yeah, we gonna end with the freestyle. You know what? Yeah, man. Um, no, actually, we also always ask the guests at the end of the episode, "What has your Enlightened Brothers experience been like? What do you think of the show?" It's been amazing. I've had someone rant to me, and I had y'all listen to me rant. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's good to have somebody 
who who genuinely cares and genuinely wants to gain knowledge about something like politics, which I do feel do feel strongly about. I do feel like I do have a future in it. Mm-hmm. But also, you absolutely do. I just I just like the the speaking portion because honestly, I was thinking about it last night. I was like, damn, what if I mess up and like I'm not the best behind the camera. I'm not experienced as much as y'all, but it yeah. was it was good. Um, it was just good learning. It was just a good learning experience. It was good for me to to branch into something like a podcast because I'm I usually don't like speaking with a mic and getting behind a camera. Yeah. But it was just I, I felt like I was doing better and getting better as I, I got on and I, I didn't even come that prepared. So I do feel like if I came prepared like Caleb and um prepared like Emery, I do feel like I'll I'll just my podcast experience is how well I do at this will only only improve. Well trust me on this. You'll have plenty of experience because you're gonna be a recurring guest. You are certainly if you are willing, you can certainly be a recurring guest. You can come on the show whenever you whenever you'd like. Enlighten trio. Enlighten trio baby. And you know it's beautiful because every single guest that we get, every single perspective that we take in, we're just leveling up. Mm -hmm. So episode thirteen, we on level thirteen. Let's go. Let's go to new levels, man. And we're hey, going to be on level 13.5 with this freestyle. Caleb, hit me with a beat. All right, let's go. Let's go. John, you're going to be on this, too. I'm going to pass it off to you. Boom, 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 Get me right. Episode 13 in the spotlight. Biden about to take the hot seat and the mic. But I'm here. I need a beer. And I'm about to drown it down like a tear on my eye. Pass it to John, cause he's my guy. Here you go, buddy. Yeah. Getting money real quick. Coronavirus. Yeah, I'm getting sick. I'm looking good. She might want to lick. Next. Hey, you're fighting though. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> yeah, no, we were messing up the beat a little bit because you were actually doing good. But hey, man, we gotta go. I'm sorry, I gotta get to basketball practice. We could have done this thing for two and a half hours if we wanted. Yeah. This has been an absolutely special episode 13. Remember, I love y'all. I'm truly blessed that y'all. Hey, hey but before we, before I go, yeah, was I the best guest? Ah, we don't do rankings. No, we, we do we rankings. Don't rank. We don't we rank. rank. Everybody enlightening us. We can't. Everybody's a part of the Enlightened family. But I can be certain and say we had a John was absolutely amazing, and he will definitely be back. Oh, um, that's how I do it, baby. Let's oh, yeah. go. Oh, yeah. One more thing. Uh, we're continuing the poll from last episode down in the comment section below. So please go like the comment that you would like to see us continue to do in the podcast. And... We're going to do it because there's no debate today. But um, yeah, you know what? And also, this is our first week of uploading two episodes in the same week. Mm. In uploading two episodes per week, we will be able to see guests like John more. And, you know, we'll be getting more content out because we have lots of stuff to talk about. So, you know what? This episode has been so packed and I think all of us feel like we could have said more. Yeah. So we'll probably have a part two of this episode coming soon. So, you know what? Um, it's been great though. Let's uh, let's go ahead and head out. Don't Peace and love, to man. Like, subscribe. We love you. Goodbye. Peace and love. <laughs>